It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarda. Hey, if you have not listened to this podcast before, check out my website, thefranchiseacademy.com. On that website, there's a lot of free information for you. You could download 39 questions to ask franchise owners. You could download a cheat sheet on how to read a franchise disclosure document so you're not overwhelmed. You will learn so much stuff. It's all there for you. Go to thefranchiseacademy.com. Today, I got a great friend with me, a new friend. His name is Joshua Malik. Joshua owns Joshua Tree Experts. This is a franchise that is about to break out, um, and it's really exciting for me to have this on. Joshua, welcome to the Franchise Academy. Tom, thanks for having me on, man. I got to tell you, dude, I love your energy. I really do, man. That is, uh, that's infectious. Keep it going. Well, thank, thank you. Well, I appreciate it. So that what's really crazy that listeners probably don't know, um, and, and if you're not seeing this on video right now and you're only hearing it on audio, Joshua is in his private what would you call it it's a van it's a it's a bus it's it's like your road vehicle i don't know it's like apocalypse vehicle (laughs) (laughs) there you go it's an adventure van it's actually uh it's made by winnebago they call it the revel it's a four season van meaning that you have running water no matter what temperatures that you're in and it's on a little compacted 2500 Mercedes Sprinter van chassis. So it's street legal to park anywhere you want, but the coach area has full kitchen, dinette, bathroom, shower, toilet, and it's got close to what is a queen-size bed. Wow. So that is cool. So you're based in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania, which I know very well. I've spent all my childhood summers in in the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. Um, But you're not in PA now. You're, You're in Dallas. Is that right? Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. I'm. Uh, this is my fourth trip with this van, and uh, I got it in September. It's completely wrapped with the Joshua Tree branding logo, and I left Monday at noon time. And in the last three days, I've made my way down, and I arrived in Dallas honestly about an hour ago. Wow! So did you drive straight through, uh, or did you stop sightsee? I did. I did. I had. A, I had it planned out pretty good. So. Uh, my biggest trip was on uh, Monday when I left. I drove down to Virginia just outside Roanoke. And Tuesday morning, I hiked uh, McAfee Knob, which is probably one of the most breathtaking areas that they call it along the Appalachian Trail there. It's a four-mile hike in, a four-mile hike out. And it was pretty awesome. Yesterday, uh, I continued my trip down through, uh, slept overnight just outside Mississippi, and then I drove into Mississippi yesterday. One of the uh, gents in my peer group, uh, owns a, a lawn and pest control company, and I stopped and we did a facility tour there. Uh, did a couple introductions to some of his main leadership team, and it was pretty awesome just to you know do a face to face with him. Drove through last night, stopped in Texarkana, they call it, and drove my three hours back into uh, Dallas here. Oh, that's awesome! That's so great. And then after this, so you're doing a little franchise show down there, and then you're going to go straight back up to PA. No, that's one of the best things about entrepreneurship and making your own schedule is that, you know, I'm a big business pleasure type guy. So whenever I do trips, I make sure that I get some fun time and, you know, 
what, what all my hard work, you know, earned and paid off for. So I'm heading from here up to Colorado Springs. I'm meeting uh, with uh, another franchise uh, concept uh, individual up there. And then I'm going up into above Denver and I'm going to ski three days uh, up near Boulder. And from there, I'm going to travel across through Friday morning. I roll back to PA. I'm going to make a stop in Nebraska uh, for a night. And then from there, I'm going to head back to PA. So by the time I get home, it'll be a full two week long trip. Wow. That is amazing. And so you, you, you driving, you're working, you're networking face to face with people. Um, just kind of breaking out of that whole COVID lockdown situation and, and just seeing people face to face and doing it on your own terms. I give, I give you props for that. Thanks, man. I gotta be honest with you. I'm having a blast. <laughs> it's so much fun. It I really know. is. I, I gotta say, I am very excited for you and a little bit jealous, but I don't like to use that term. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm envious, I, but I support what you're doing. So tell me a little bit about this Joshua Tree expert thing. What is it? Yeah, Joshua Tree, we are, uh, we're professional arborists. And when I say this, you know, we really focus on tree preservation. Tree care space is a lot known for tree pruning, tree removal, stump grinding. Uh, we perform all those services. We're really branded more as the tree care expert, meaning that we focus a lot on educating the client on how trees can be valuable on their property, how to properly care for them. And what we do is we get them on a routine cycle of a pruning cycle. Uh, we're really big into insect disease control through spraying and soil applications for fertilizer and things like that. Very much on the recurring end of the of the business. So been doing this. This is my 31st year. Graduated high school in 92, got right into doing tree work and never looked back. Started my business, Joshua Tree Experts, out of a home office, a three-car garage, and that was in 2005. And we've really, uh, we've grown a lot since then. We found a really good niche in the market. And uh, since we, we launched in 2005, we've been in, launched some other services as in lawn care, fertilizer, weed control, and then pest control, perimeter treatments around the house, and mosquito flea and tick. Wow. And so, um, so it's more than just you and like your buddy or your brother, right? You, do you have a, now you have an office with folks. Is that, you were telling me offline, you built a pretty big team, right? Yeah, we've been fortunate, uh, really, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, when you can really set the vision of what you want to do and you can get the right people in the right seats and they can really, you know, listen, I'm not best of the implementer. I'm really good at focusing on vision. I can come with 20 ideas and just take one of them that work, but getting those people that really know how to implement your, your vision and focus on what you want to do. We have a, an operation center in the Lehigh Valley uh, area. We have a, a large office admin building um, with uh, our CSRs, our customer service team, our general managers there, our, our marketing people, our indoor sales people are there. And then we have another corporate location that is an hour south of our headquarters in Lehigh Valley. Wow, that's impressive. That is really impressive. So now you're starting the franchise operations. In your opinion, at this point in time, um, if you're looking for a franchise owner, do they have to be an arborist? They don't. They don't. That's one concept. You know, when I'm doing these trade shows here, a lot of people are like, hey, you know, first we get is I don't want to climb tree. It's like, there's one thing. It's like, we're not looking to, you know, we don't want people to buy a job, right? We're not looking to have you go out there and climb the trees. We're not looking to have you perform applications on the, you know, the trees as in spraying. 
this is a very successful business. There's a lot of rewards financially for it, can give you a lot of freedom. It builds a lot of wealth through your equipment purchases, a lot of tax advantages on it. You get into a real estate property, again, you're getting tax advantages, you're able to earn more income by charging back to the company, you own it, you, you know, you lease it to your business, right? So there's a lot of ways of getting money and pulling money back. We want people that can envision that, okay? You don't need to be an arborist. We, we will teach you how to recruit. We'll actually help you recruit and find the people. You will need to hire them, make sure that they fit your culture. But let's look for the people that have the industry experience that can go out and perform the job, can meet and be the client front face. We need that person on the back end that is more of the financial budgeting type person, understands some marketing, can lead their team, be part of the day-to-day -day operation, but more on the back end, not going out there and actually doing the work. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the best way to be, in my opinion, you know, what they say in franchising, you're working on the business, not in the business. So you're the CEO and the CFO as a franchise owner, you have techs that do the work. And that is the only situation that I know of on the planet where you can actually buy the most important commodity in life, which is time, right? You're buying time because other people are doing the work, which gives you the time to drive to Colorado to ski while we're all working and toiling away at our desks. <laughs> it is. It, 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 it truly is. And, you know, it, the freedom and the wealth part is, that's what everybody wants, right? They, they want to get into a business. And when they get, we think about a franchise, it's like, you already got the systems and processes in place. We have 65 people working for us. We have the systems and processes built out. You don't get to 65 people without them. We give a lot of support to our franchisees in helping them develop their marketing plan by doing marketing calendars. We have a library of images of over a thousand images, videos, postcards, door hangers, everything that's already designed. And we're just swapping out phone numbers for them. We provide them with a call center where it's like, you don't need an admin person, right? We'll take all your calls. We know how to speak to customers. Our CRM that we use, Tom, is super robust. It's specifically for the green industry. We can send them and communicate leads to their arborist, uh, their, their salespeople through that. And it handles all the way from the sales cycle into operations where technicians are still using the same platform, the same CRM where they're starting jobs, stopping jobs. They're putting their product inventory in there. And you build all your reports off it. You know what your closing ratios are. You know what your penetration rates are between services, what your average jobs are, how big your backlog work is. So we've really built out these systems and process, processes specific to Joshua Tree, and we've implemented the technology to make it super productive and efficient. Wow, that's amazing. We have all these years behind you on this. It's great. I picked up on um, your, you know, a green business. So share with us what that kind of looks like to you in your mind you know we talk green industry i'm thinking about everything outside the home and that's i gotta be honest with you it's a benefit of being a home service industry right very very robust business right now home services are in very very high demand and what's really good about our services you don't have to go inside the house and i think there's a big plus about that when it's much easier for scheduling. No one needs to be home to go inside, right? Much safer. It really is for the homeowner and for the employees that you don't need to be inside the house. So we can really schedule work 
go perform the work. The homeowners don't need to be there. And again, we communicate by doing, you know, automated calls, letting them know we're going to be there. We do before and after service emails that they know that we were on their property. We auto bill them or we do prepay billing where we've already paid for the services or once we do it, we automatically hit their credit card. Green is really outside. So when we talk about green industry, that's a term among professionals that have been in this industry for some long that say, hey, green industry is your you're caring for living plants, right? So the grass you're caring for, you know, things around the house when you're doing mosquito flea and tick, you're you're putting that on shrubs and plant material where those types of insects harbor. You're treating their their trees and shrubs. That's what green industry is. Yeah. Well, cool. And so you also talked about um, aside from just coming in and cutting down a tree, um, there's a lot more to this business. Um, you talked about preservation and you talked about some kind of built-in repeat stuff that you're doing. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah. So 60% of our businesses is a recurring revenue model. We focused around that because that's really what drives business and it actually drives growth for us. So when I say that is when we provide services for someone for tree and shrub spraying, insect disease control, we're doing their lawn fertilization, weed control, we're doing their perimeter pest control or their mosquito flea and tick. Those are all considered recurring revenue streams. We perform the service this year, we flip it right into performing it the next year. It's a repeat business. We're very upfront. We inform our clients. Services will continue until you cancel or until you know we do a change up on the service and we notify you. But everything, if you if you hit an X amount of revenue this year for that, those types of services, you're flipping them right into the next year. So if you make 200 clients this year, you're going to flip them into 200 next year, and you're going to just continue to build off that and build off of that. Tree care side, preservation is is key. Um, you know, there's there's competition out there, but most of it's mom and pop shops. Most of the tree care industry owners are very small companies, two to three person uh, individuals that are going out doing the work the owner is usually the secretary they're also usually the estimator they're also usually the person of the main climber out on the job they focus on tree removal it's go in it's a big hit take rid of the tree you, you leave you go on you find a new customer right we put a lot into our marketing our branding when we find a customer we want to hold them so we focus on the preservation part Hey, even when we get the call, I want to remove the tree. We train our arbors to go out there and if it's a healthy tree, it's functional to the landscape, it's positioned in the right spot. Yo, start asking some other questions to the homeowner. You know, what do you want to remove it for? What about caring for it? Removal could be a $3,000 cost. Let's focus on a $1,500 pruning cost. We, we save the tree. We improve its aesthetics, the safety of it, right? And then that other $1,500 that you're willing to spend, let's focus that on other parts of the property. Maybe we can prune some other trees. Maybe we can, maybe we can cure some other issues as an insect and disease control. So we really try to build that relationship to have our clients focusing on the value of the landscape and that continued care that ultimately gives more revenue to our franchisees. Wow. That's well thought out. I love it. So if somebody was to buy the franchise, um, you, you award them because they're a great fit for your culture. What could they expect in regard to the number of staff that they will need at the outset and then when they're mature a year or two down the road? Yeah, we we want four people. So that's a three-person crew. Um, 
in the tree care industry, you can run jobs. The most efficient jobs are between a two-person and a four-person crew. Three-person crew is going to be your most efficient, your most productive. So we want to help build your first initial team around that crew. And we want you to hire an experienced arborist, someone that has the certifications, can be the front person selling the proper services to the clientele that's going to drum up that, uh, you know, those that lead generation that, that they can go out and meet with and they can sell the proper services. We can teach you on how to train them. We can develop them to sell the services in the manner that we've been selling them for the last 18 years. Yeah. Well, great, great stuff. Um, and, and again, the person buying the business does not need to be uh, an arborist or, or a tree lover or anything like that, but it's more about you're, you're getting into a business and you have to look at it from a business model perspective um, and not a hobby. Right? Would you agree with that? I love that. I do. I really love where you're going with that because it's so true. It's like, you know, when you think about a lot of people that want to have the passion to do something that they love, right? They're like, I want to do something I'm very passionate about. You know, the majority of that passion becomes a hobby. It doesn't really create success. It doesn't create wealth. It doesn't create income. And if it does, it really just creates income and a very little bit of income, right? We're looking for the people that want to be successful. Um, as I talked about, the people that are already experienced in this industry, uh, you know, they usually have a way that they want to perform and they don't want to follow the process or a system. We're big in the training when I say that is, this year at our home office, we use a number, 1,808. That's how many hours we dedicated to training our current staff at home, okay? Mm -hmm. That's a ton of hours that we dedicate to our corporate office and training in one year. We want to train people on how to run a successful business and creating the income, creating the wealth. If you have the mindset that, hey, I want to get into a business, I don't need to be passionate about it. You don't need to be passionate about trees, shrubs, or lawn, or grass, right? If you have passion about being successful, this could be an excellent opportunity for you to be able to be very diversified in the revenue streams and creating something that can be much longer. As you build the business, it's scalable, right? So this is a home business to launch. You can launch pieces of equipment you get. If you have enough room, you can actually park them on your property. You can rent out a, a parking lot area is what I've done for the first three years. And then as you build and you're scaling and you're growing the business, Get into an operations center, get yourself a warehouse, get yourself an office, get yourself somewhere where you can, your employees can park, you can park your equipment and build off of that. Add your second tree crew, add a lawn tech, add your pest control, a sweet spot in this business. You get to 15 people, your revenue is going to be very, very good. And, you know, what you are able to pull from the business and the time that you can spend is going to be very incredible for you. I, I can see that. I think what people sometimes get confused about is that we hear the phrase, you know, if you love what you what you know, if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. And I feel that that's true if you're working a job. But a business is not a job. A business is building a lifestyle. It's building wealth, everything that you're talking about. And, and so I, I always like to help people understand that that distinction. Um, it's, it's a very different mindset as you come into um, owning your own business. And that's, and that's what you guys are helping people do. Yeah, you couldn't hit it any better. I, you got a lot of wisdom in the industry and um, 
being able to guide your your clients into making you know the the good choice and understanding like you do is that wisdom and knowledge tom is just it's it's unreal well thank you for that um i hope that that uh comes across and, and it's just you know like you have the wisdom and knowledge in your industry uh you know that stuff inside and out and you're able to build it to help people um is is fantastic so you're not only helping like the customers who are using your service but you're helping the franchise owners and then those franchise owners are hiring people and you're helping their families they're putting food on the table by working for the franchisees around the country i mean it's it's an incredible incredible process and and I want people to really understand that. And that's like the mission of, you know, this whole podcast is getting people to understand really the depth and the breadth of, of the franchise industry on a whole. Yeah, it's, it's entrepreneurship, right? It's uh, a lot of the, you know, they call it the American dream, right? Own, yeah. Owning your own business. And there's a different way you need to be thinking. And I want to train people on, on how to think differently because, we're very big, you know, one of the reasons we're, that, that we got into franchising is I love developing people. I've developed a lot of people over my time before I started Joshua Tree Experts. I sold and managed for a company down towards the Philadelphia region. I have a lot of experience with working, taking people that came into this industry with zero knowledge, uh, very young people and built them where those people are now salespeople, where they developed themselves. And my first two hires are with me. And I always talk about them. And I always look back on how fortunate I am to have such a concrete base. And I have, I have coworkers, I don't even call them actually employees. I have coworkers that, that have been with me for 10, 15 plus years. And watch them get married personally. Watch them build, you know, buy their, their first home their new car, have children, go on these awesome vacations. So you get to watch them, you know, develop personally. And then the professional development, when they're eager and they're the right person, they want to grow and you give them opportunity and they just keep moving up the career ladder. You know, again, it's painting the vision, right? Giving them the tools and technology they need to continue to grow, right? So when we look at that and franchising, we don't ever want to cap. We want to grow franchises and take the people that are with us now and continue to help them again, build more, get more financially independent, get more responsibility professionally, get more certifications, have more, you know, have more direct reports for them where we can just continue to build them up big with it, with hiring within. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, and I think you're doing such a great job. Um, and, and the franchise world is able to help and enable you to just reach more people and be able to develop more people. And, and so I think that your franchise is going to definitely um, expand uh, tremendously and quickly uh, through the whole country and, and probably even internationally down the road. So that's going to that's be really awesome. Um, as, as people are thinking about it, what is, um, what is your website? <laughs> so people could see the franchise uh, a little bit deeper. Yeah. I'd love to give you two different websites, joshuatreeexperts.com. That's our consumer 
front facing website, there is a tab on there for franchise that you can go to and jtefranchising.com will take you to that same website. Oh, great. And I'll, and I'll get that on, on the website for the Franchise Academy so people could see that. So as, as you think about franchising, what's one myth that you would like to bust right here and right now about franchising? You know, with my little experience in this and the conversations and the networking that I've met with uh, people and candidates, it's, listen, it, it's, it's entrepreneurship, it's business ownership, it's not get rich quick. You know, you're not going to get in here. I don't think there's any franchise out there. You can just put your money in and watch it develop for you and not have any skin in the game. You got to work. It's a job yet. You know, business ownership, entrepreneurship, you're still leading. You're still managing. You're still holding yourself and other people accountable. It's still work. Yeah. Amen to that. And, and, and if anybody listens to me at all on these podcasts, I've said it before and I'll say it right now because it's so pertinent. You know, you if you're the kind of person that thinks you're going to lose weight and get in shape just because you joined a gym, like, don't buy a franchise. You actually have to use the equipment. You got to follow the system. And that's how you become successful in a gym. That's how you become successful in a franchise is following that system and doing the things that you need to do to make it work. That, yeah, I don't think you could say it any better. That's such a great analogy to look at. Yeah, I, I think it's great. It's, you know, you got to do the heavy lifting. Um, one, one thing that you'll agree with, I'm sure, is that it's great to delegate and, and take some of the pressure off of your shoulders and to do some of the things. But one thing I've not been able to find uh, to delegate is, um, you know, exercising for me. <laughs> so I have to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> So this is great. Joshua, this is so awesome. I'm I'm so excited for you and the prospects of this business. And um, man, we'll we'll talk again in the future. I want to come back and do like a revisit on kind of where you are. We'll be talking about hundreds of new franchise owners across the country. Um, I hope that I'll be able to get you on the website because you're going to be busy. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tom. Uh, You have a great show. Love the website. Uh, you really, again, you take people through a, a guiding path that really can help them make the right choice and decision for themselves and their family. So uh, congrats to all your success. And man, I really appreciate the time uh, that you allowed me to spend with you. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, good luck. God bless. And we'll see you again soon. We'll see you. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.